0: Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB.
1: Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Kim Sorensen and Deepak Goghill. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Guess what? We're 3-0, the first time since 1998, and Mooch and Steve Young were on that team. Are we a little excited about this?
0: Not a little. A lot?
2: (laughs) Very excited. Yeah, it's good, isn't it?
1: Well, I'm trying really hard to temper my excitement, but it's hard because it's been so long, since 1998. We are 3-0. Granted, this last game was not pretty.
2: Are any, have any of them been pretty, pretty, pretty? <laughs>
1: They'd be boring. <laughs>
0: the ba- the Bengals game was pretty good.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of polish there. No, I was going to say, the Bengals game did look like we were taking shape and uh, looking, as you said, polished, but uh, I wasn't expecting what I saw on Sunday to play out the way it did. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
1: Well, the final score did end up being twenty-four to twenty with the Niners win. Garoppolo had an eighty-two point four passer rating, two interceptions. That was a little concerning, but and you know we had five throughout the whole game. But they were able to pull it out. A win's a win's a win's a win, right?
0: Right. Really? I, I I don't in the interceptions. They they look bad in the in the stat sheets, but I I really don't. There, there was a, a bit of bad fortune in it as well. I, 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 I think uh, Garoppolo played a fantastic game, being hit as much as he was, uh, and and as I said, just uh, well, quite a lot of of bad fortune in the in the bounces and and resulting in the interceptions.
2: Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you, Kim. I think. You know, there was a lot of bubbles, a lot of tip passes. And grappler wasn't getting really much time to get the ball off at all, you know. So it is a little bit harsh on the stat sheet when you see that he had two ints. But Jimmy G took a pounding all game long. He was hit and hit hard often. And for him to bounce up, and he's still coming back of an injury, to hit these numbers, you know, I have to say Jimmy G did play a great game.
1: Didn't he? I mean, he really looks like he's comfortable in that offense. Even though he took a pounding, he's comfortable. That's his playbook, you know?
2: And getting more comfortable is probably the way to go. I mean, he's, on the one hand, he's recovering. And on the other hand, he's got a, he's got games to win. You know, he's got to manage all of this. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we've got to remember is that this is the first time that this squad has really been together as a unit. So, you know, if we're still thinking of rebuilding, then the games that we've played so far have been really good tests to see how far we've come, you know, bearing in mind the injuries, recoveries, and everything else. It's extremely positive, if you ask me.
1: Absolutely. Ross, or when we were talking about the, um, the, turnovers and ross had made the point in the group five turnovers looks like a car crash but they were hardly a result of falling foul of some defensive design so he's saying these were not defensive turnovers by the Steelers' part these were just bad luck is what i'm reading
2: i kind of i know where he's coming from but remember that pittsburgh defense had eight first rounders playing on the field that's true they do <laughs> okay defense and if you look how many times they got to grappler I mean, they got to him a lot, you know, I'm not saying that the protection for grappler was inadequate. It can always be better, but he, Jimmy G just was not getting any time to, to get set and make his plays, you know? So I think the defense did force some of them, you know, I think you've got to give a little bit of respect to them, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> if a team's going to spot you five turnovers, was it four in the first quarter? And, um, uh, and all you do is take six points off of that, then uh, you pretty much deserve to lose the game, don't you?
1: I take it from the point of view of, we gave up five turnovers, and yet we still came back and won. That's a huge win for this team. That's not something this team has been able to do in the past few years.
2: No, absolutely. If this was last season, we would have lost. Mm
0: -hmm. We we saw it last season uh, against the Cardinals. We had a game we totally dominated and i think we had five turnovers in that game as well and we we ended up losing
1: the fact that we turned it around this time just oh it's so exciting i'm just i'm i can't wait to get deeper into the season and see what they can do against some of these teams you know we've got green bay coming up we've got um you know some other really strong defenses and strong teams that we're going to have to challenge ourselves to rise above
2: yeah and also i think This win is a a sign of character as well, you know, it's not just overcoming them in a game of football, but to come from behind and win in the way that we did, because it was a forced turnover that gave us our goal, our game winning touchdown, you know, is a strong sign of character. And I think those are the things that you can't really put stats on that actually pull a team together. And now, ideally, you don't want a bye week when you've got so much momentum, but at the same time, I think the rest is going to do the boys a, a little bit of good to recover.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Um, one of the guys in, I'm going to find the question right now, actually. Um, I know Neil had put it in our questions for our two-minute drill, and there was a couple couple people discussing it in the group that, is it too soon for a bye week? I mean, this is week four. This season just started.
0: Well, I I, I heard uh, actually that the 49ers requested a, an an early bye week because Sunday will be the last uh, time Bruce Bochy of of the San Francisco Giants is uh, coaching in baseball, so they probably didn't want to take. Uh, well, they they wanted to give him his due.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I I think that's kind of cool. We, we 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 couldn't have known in advance that we would be 3 and 0 uh, and rolling uh, along at, at at this point
2: but i think there's another benefit to it as well we get to be undefeated 3 and 0 for another week longer
1: <laughs>
2: that's true
1: <laughs> how many turnovers are we going to give up this week d <laughs> but
2: also remember that our next game is a monday night game against cleveland and that is also quite winnable you know so it could be 4 and 0 could be
1: could be that'd be nice
0: Garoppolo is 4 and 0 at home in in his uh, short uh, career with the 49ers so far he hasn't lost a home that game also, yet
2: that every team that's 3 and 0 i think this is since 1990 78% of them have gone on to the playoffs. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> as exciting as that is, I'm a little nervous to be talking that way right now.
2: <laughs> wow, the 49ers going 3-0. Last time was 1998. You know, yeah, I, I can't even remember who we would have played in those three games. I'm going to dig it out and uh, post it. <laughs>
1: looking at the stat sheet um so Mostart and Breda got most of the the rushes um last week got most of the carries last week with Wilson Jr. getting eight Mostart got 12 Breda got 14 um but it really felt like there was um we they really were focusing on our run game because they did not get the the long yardage that they had been getting the previous two games
2: Sorry, are you saying Pittsburgh was keying in on our run game. Pittsburgh was
1: keying in on on our running game,
2: and and they should because, it, as Kim said, you know when we handled the Bengals, you know with a bit of style and that pretty win, that's where they that's where they saw, our weakness was going to be is if they take the passing game away from us, I go after Jimmy G each time. We're going to have to rely on the run game, but they they did their homework, you know. I, I I've got to give Pittsburgh a little bit of credit here. I mean, they totally screwed the game up, but their defensive schemings were correct. You know, they're on point with what they were doing to try and stop us. But the one thing I don't think, I think they struggled with when it came to containing us. I don't know if it's just me, but my God, this is the fastest 49er team I've seen on both sides of the board Uh in years. I mean, they are quick, you know, seriously quick. You know, we may lack a little bit in size, but the speed of these guys was phenomenal. And you can't really defend that, can you?
1: Can we talk a little bit about Kyle Juszczyk? Did you see him take, him take a, oh gosh, I can't remember his first name.
0: P- Minka Fitzpatrick.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you. Tossed him like a rag doll. Wasn't that just, whoa? <laughs> what about the diving catch? Oh man, he put every piece of his body on the line for that catch.
2: Going to drop it, I really truly did. I thought, oh. oh, he's open. He's going to drop this, but he didn't. That was a hell of a play. I mean, what more can you ask from your fullback? Exactly.
1: And our receiving core did well. I mean, Kittle had six for 57 nine and a half yard average Samuel had three for 44 14.7 yard average I mean there's our 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 distance is these guys are getting long catches and they're picking up the yards after the
2: catch yeah but I still want to talk about Dante Pettis okay you know I still don't I don't know what's going on with this fella Um, four grabs for 20 yards including the game-winning touchdown okay I would like to see a little bit more productivity from Pettis and, and Marquise Goodwin, for that matter. You know, I love what Kittle's doing. I think it's outstanding. I think it's terrific that we're using a fullback as a safety release on, on passing plays. But I, I still think we need to get our our marquee receivers involved more in the offense. That is Goodwin and Petit, Pettis.
1: And weren't they double-teaming Pettis, though?
2: They were, but, I mean, 20 yards you'd expect more productivity from a player like him who's had a pretty decent summer in that he's been working hard all summer. You know, he's, been, he's played literally a full preseason. you know, yeah. virtually all the time. You know, he went to summer camp early, he went to mini camp early, and he's been working on his game. I think um, Mr Shanahan needs to work his X's and O's to get this guy involved a bit more. And I think the best of... Dante Pettis is is yet to come. I mean, some people have written him off, you know, on other groups and, and on Twitter. But I think there's something about this kid that if you no. could, if you could I agree. P- people people are
0: far too impatient in in a, in a lot of uh, the players. I think Pettis and and Samuel will be our our cornerstones among the right wide right receivers very soon.
1: And that's that's funny. That's the point I was just gonna make because I really think. With Samuel and Pettis, they've got that breakaway speed that we need to get the ball downfield. And I think if they can get away from the defender and do it consistently and catch those balls, make those catches, which is the most important part, I think we're looking at a pretty good pairing. Now, that leaves Keese out in the cold, which breaks my heart because I absolutely adore him. He seems like a good guy, and he works hard, and it's you know just it hasn't come together yet. I think it still can, though.
2: It can, but again, uh, you've got to defer back to what we've got and what we're doing. And I think if indeed Kittle is going to be your number one guy on play actions and all yeah. routes, you know, if that's a guaranteed play that's going to get you a chunk of yardage, especially on first or second down, then play that. You know, you, you deal with the hands that you're given, and you don't force them.
1: So Buckner led the team in tackling with seven solo tackles and one half tackle and a sack. I am loving seeing this resurgence in the defense and getting the pressure on the opposing quarterback. What are your guys' thoughts on the, on RD this year?
0: Well, well, the the defense has been, quite frank, frankly, just amazing. It's It seems like everyone is involved and f- kind of feeding off each other. Quan Alexander... Adding Ford and uh, Bosa, they they may not get the as as with uh, Bosa, he may not get the sacks, but he's so disruptive in in the backfield and and adding so much pressure. So, well, every, every everyone just seems to to to, to feed off of the energy in
2: in the defense.
1: Well, and Bosa had seven quarterback pressures this past weekend. That's why we drafted him.
2: You have to be so excited about our D. They were fun to watch, and I mentioned speed earlier. the The speed on our edge rushing was just incredible. Last time I saw somebody come off the edge that quick was Alden Smith, who could have been an NFL great, but he isn't. But the speed with which they played, and the as Kim said exactly, the way they fed off each other, you know, and grew in confidence, and you know, going back to this five turnover thing. I mean and we've given Jimmy G rightfully his his respect and dues because he played a great game but it was this defense that won the football game there's no two ways about it absolutely
1: (laughs) Eric Armstead currently ranks second in uh, pro football fantasy grades for run defense amongst edge defenders how do we feel Eric's really doing this year
2: we needed to see this from him though didn't we you know absolutely
1: we've been critical of him the last couple years haven't we
2: we have, but as Kim again said, sometimes people are too impatient. You've got to let these guys develop and get into a scheme, get into a coaching regime where they have a good understanding of what the roles are going to be and what's expected in terms of game day. You know, it's that type of management that doesn't just happen in an instant unless you're a super talent, like Alden Smith, for example. He was ridiculously talented. So I think it's all coming together and especially. For a team that offensively, you know, we're not a plus plus plus, but a defense like ours, which I believe is a plus plus, can, like it demonstrated against Pittsburgh, it won the game for you. You know, now I don't want our defense winning every game for us, but it's nice to know no. that we can rely on a defense to keep things civilized. You know,
0: we we also also need to give credit to Salah. He he we, I can't remember how many times uh, we we've been talking about he needed to to be fired in the first first two seasons and and this year well I've even heard people naming naming him uh, a future uh, head coach uh, prospect
1: well I you're right I mean we really are an impatient group and you know we want results now 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 and we want wins obviously but I think this i think this goes to show that the niners front office is heading in the right direction because they didn't get rid of sala immediately you know when we ran into problems the last couple of years they've and now it's starting to pay off because here we've got all these pieces to the puzzle that are coming into play and okay now we've got pressure on the quarterback you know so we've got that edge rusher we we have a uh, corner Coverage. You know, we've got Richard Sherman who's hopefully, I'm assuming, mentoring these other cornerbacks. We've got, you know, I mean, we just have the, this massive talent that just needs to kind of gel and come together. And I don't know, I'm just so excited. I just, I, I, I this is the happiest I've been as a Niner fan in a while.
2: Yeah, it is coming together because we have been unfortunate with injuries and, you know, delayed starts to our rebuild. But going back to what you mentioned, Kat, about the front office. I think that's where general manager Lynch needs to take some some credit because his focus has been on just the football side is separate from the owner's side, you know. Mm -hmm. You just leave the football stuff to us and you do your bit. If we need you for money or whatever, we'll ask you, but you don't stick your nose in with what's going here. And I I think if if you watched some of the images from the game, the way that Shanahan and Lynch embraced after the win you know, it showed that these two are working together, and they're working with each other. There's no, there didn't seem to be any sort of antagonism from one towards the other at all. Mm-hmm. They're both in a common goal situation, which is something we haven't had for a very long time when it comes to coaching and front office.
1: And look what that has has brought us, because Mark let us know that it is important to highlight we have yet to allow a rushing touchdown this
2: season. No, I think it's just. Phenomenal that we haven't conceded a, a rushing touchdown, you know. And Pittsburgh, we had them twice in the red zone, and they had to kick. We didn't let them in, <laughs> you know. Thou shalt not pass. And that's, that's, <laughs> and that's the mentality that a defense needs, you know. Uh, I, I mean, now I'm hating that we have got a bye week. I can't wait for the next game just to see if we can really continue what we built on in the last three games and develop some more, you know, show some more advanced skills. Some more advanced plays, even you know, because the games that we've won is about doing the simple things well, and um, apart from turnovers, and we've and we've done that, and mm. we, we keep doing it. And people say we've. We had keep it. doing it. Yeah, people say it's a soft schedule, but you can only beat whoever's in front of you. That's not our fault. Exactly. There will be harder games, much harder games.
1: Yeah. And at this moment, the Niners are tied for worst in the NFL with eight turnovers, and they've accepted 25 penalties against them, so that's tied for fourth worst in penalties. There's something maybe they should focus a little bit of time on during the, uh, during the bye week is uh, maybe a
2: little more discipline? Never have too much discipline. <laughs> no,
0: that, that would be a good focus.
2: <laughs> so
1: Simon Holdsworth asks us, does Jason Verrett get a pass for this game? No pun intended.
2: Yeah, I think he does. I mean, he made a mistake, but he's a rookie. And these are the sort of games where that are very beneficial to a new player in the league, you know?
0: Oh, Jason Verrett is not uh, a rookie.
2: Sorry, I beg your pardon. <laughs> no, I... Uh,
0: <laughs> I I think he should get a a pass, at at least for for, for this week. This was, uh, I I think I I read it was his first game back from injury. He hasn't played a game in in two seasons. So, just like when Garoppolo came came back uh, in the preseason, of course, he has uh, he shows he is rusty. He needs to improve obviously, but that, that, that's him. what we, we can do, He can. there's something to work with for him in, in the bye week.
2: Again, forgive me though, he's come back from two years of injuries, his first game. If you don't play him, you'll never know, A, what his recovery status is like, and B, can he still play the game, you know, so this, it was important that he got the, the time. And I think if you're expecting miracles from somebody who's just returning from such a lengthy period off, then um, that's not the way to look at a player like this.
1: Well, or a game like this, because it is a brutally violent game that tears the body apart. So coming back from a, a, an injury or, or a, an extended leave from the game is is not an easy thing to accomplish.
2: No, and the expectations are not softened. You have to win the game. That's the remit. There's no, it's a very binary thing with the NFL. When you're playing a game, you have to win it. There's no other alternatives, you know. Unless you're Miami, where you know you're going to (laughs) lose. Poor Miami. To keep the season ticket holders happy, otherwise you can stay at home.
1: (laughs) I'm glad I don't know any Dolphin fans. So Neil Jepson had a really interesting uh, statement that he wants to get our thoughts on. Not sure if this is a silly one. I'm quoting now. When the juice stretched out and pulled in a wonder catch, why was there no flag thrown for the late hit after he got back to his feet? He was clearly touched as he completed the catch, so it looked to me like a completely unnecessary hit on a receiver who's given himself up.
2: That's a good question. I can't recall. I
1: think he makes a great point.
2: I think, unless I see it now and rewatch that clip, the only thing I can explain is maybe if a player was committed to a tackle and his momentum carried through, because they're normally quite good on late hits, aren't they? I'll have to I'll have to watch it again and 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 see that. But um, I must admit, at the time, I was too busy jumping up and down that it made such an <laughs> awesome catch. <laughs> you know.
1: What do you think, Kim?
0: Well, I, I agree in, on that. I I, I hadn't uh, really noticed that.
1: Uh, let's see. Kevin Herbert, is there an issue with Marquise Goodwin? He doesn't seem to be the same player. I had high hopes for him turning into an elite wide receiver. Plus, I've got him in my fantasy. <laughs> what do we think about Marquise Goodwin?
0: I think he'll be disappointed with him in, in fantasy. Goodwin is a, a a good wide receiver, but but he's never been a high-volume... High kind of guy so i i, I believe he, shanahan i, I think he, shanahan said uh, less is more in in the case of uh, of goodwin he'll be be in on a lot of snaps but but he is not one of the favorite targets but the defense has to uh, have to take uh, his uh, his speed into uh, account so to so so they can't uh Load the the box with defenders, but but I I don't think he will, he will never be a, a really good fantasy why, wide why receiver.
2: Yes, but I also think that Goodwin Goodwin is another one that, you know, the, the times come where a weight of expectation is on his shoulder. Unless you play the guy and get him involved in the offense, then um, you're going to get what you keep getting. I'm just scrolling down now, see his stats <laughs> and. Uh, well, they weren't brilliant, weather. Were well, two for 41 yards. You know, longest 25 and a half yards. 25 yards. So you need to get these guys involved in the offense, you know. And if you look, at, we talked about Pettis, right? And we're talking about Goodwin. But sometimes the, f- the first two receivers are covered and, and then you're looking at your, your safety valves and that's your Kittles and your, you know, your Jerzex and people like that. So it's just a question of... Give Jimmy the ball, give him a bit of time and he'll be able to identify his targets. I still think we've the, the best of Goodwin is yet to come as well for us. You know, I truly do think that man Pettis, you know, they're, they're in a bit of limbo, but I think as the season progresses, they'll get better and better.
0: I, I read some, somewhere Goodwin was actually the receiver that was part of most snaps against the Steelers. He, was a, he, he had 53 plays. Taking part, and and Samuel was was only in on forty one, so so Goodwin was part of the offense, but I, I think he was just there, like to 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 take the edge off the, the the loaded box.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes you put a receiver in just to run a decoy route, so you can free the space up mm-hmm. to somebody else. You know, so unless we actually know the design of those plays, you don't really know what his function is. And other times he could be in double coverage or or strong single coverage where you've got to look to your number two and maybe your number three, or if all else fails, just give it to Kittle. He'll he'll do it for you.
1: <laughs> if
2: he's not double or triple teamed, so what? He'll get you out of jail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so James Little says hi, guys. Big fan of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hi, James. They say defenses win championships. How many games will our defense carry us to win?
2: That's a bit unfair, actually, because our defense won us this game, but they're not going to win us every single game. We have two teams. We have offense, defense, and actually, we have special teams too. We may be, we may be on the end of some, you know, last-second field goal wins too. It, it, it's hard to say, but there's no doubt about it. The defense is the component that's going to keep us competitive this season.
0: To- totally agree i i hope the defense doesn't have to to win it for us each and every week because the the offense is is too good for 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 another turnover party like like last week but surely they should etch out a few wins for us
1: andy mitchell asks how many beers will the team drop on the floor on the bye week <laughs> <laughs> So the new Chase Center in San Francisco hosted um, a WWE, a couple WWE events, I think, a Raw and a SmackDown. I don't really watch wrestling, although I know, like, who The Rock is and everything. And Jimmy and George were both there behind the announcer's booth. And I saw clips of them, you know, clips of them being goofy and drinking beer and, you know, having a good time, enjoying their bye week, their day off. And I was stunned at how many of these wrestlers ran out of the ring to go give George Kittle a hug. That's how big George Kittle already is. He's a force in WWE. <laughs>
0: Kittle really is our superstar celebrity on, on the team. He, I, th- I think he has even surpassed Garoppolo with, with Kittle as well. I, he was uh, interviewed by Rich Eisen. I don't know, in, in connection with our 3-0 stars. And, and somehow they, they came uh, to to talk about Eisen's 40-yard uh, uh, sprints at the draft, and uh, it, it sounds like they, they were, were actually about, about to set up a race between them in, in suits next year. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. <laughs> that, that. That would be hilarious to to see a, a sprint between Kittle and, and Eisen in, in both in suits.
1: Love it. Nathaniel James asks, what are people's thoughts on school in the game? Also, how many times do you think I will be asked whether or not I'm from London? He's coming here in two weeks, guys.
2: The rookie. uh, You know, where he's playing on the left side to protect the QB, that's probably one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. They made the film about it, remember, the blind side. Uh, Yep. And he's been getting lessons from, from our favorite veteran. Okay. Um, seriously, the question you've got to ask is what do you expect from a rookie thrown into a deep end? You know, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. He wasn't expected to play, but here he is. I think he did okay. You know, I, I think he did okay. But there's something else that's super interesting about this guy. Did you know his dad was an FBI agent for over 20 years, right? And he has been appointed head of counterterrorism. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his dad is pretty high up the food chain in intelligence. Oh my so, so I think, and he went to a good university. He went to Vanderbilt, which is a very good university. So one thing's for sure, this kid is not dumb. He's very intelligent, which is what you need to be <laughs> to play on the offensive line. You know, I, I think he did. You know, look at Jimmy G. He got battered. Um, I think it's a little harsh to pick on, on his blind side, but that's where the hits come from. And school probably wasn't expecting to play until we got the injuries. So, again, I think a, a game like this, especially one where we end up winning, is good for a young player. You know, it gives them a little bit of experience of being in the deep end. Uh, he's got, these kids are going to mature, you know. And I, even though we're 3-0, I was going to say 4-0, I still maintain that this is a rebuild season which is why i am super pumped but when i see players like this guy come on and i see the way that they played you know he's got, he's getting the best mentoring he he went out for dinner you know it's daily and <laughs> to me, to that is what you need that is better than a than a line coach coaching you is to be chilled out and be shown the ropes by somebody that you look up to it can only have a really positive bearing on this guy. And, and again, I think it could be really good. As for being asked if you're from London, that's probably what happen. There's many, many people from London in that city and all over the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have
1: any travel advice for, for Nathaniel and his lovely wife when they come out here?
2: Yeah, take lots of money. that's for sure it's an expensive city take lots and lots and lots of money it is so expensive yes it is
1: i live with it every day so jason argo asks do we have enough space on our roster for the guy that hit pete carroll in the face with a football (laughs) we have to be a little silly come on (laughs) nothing silly about that (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, come on. It is Pete Carroll. Make room for him by cutting (laughs)
2: better. (laughs) That's a really good question.
1: Wasn't that good? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. In our last one, Graham Ross wants to know how big a liability is with more at safety. Uh, He seemed to take some bad angles and missed on the tackles several times so far this season.
0: Well, he, he's one of the young guys and he's learning as well. He, obviously, he, he needs to improve. You can't do that against uh, the Browns, uh, against OBJ and uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, you can't take bad angles like that. They'll, they'll find a way to exploit that. I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll get around to learn it.
2: Prudent for him to do a lot and put this bye week to good use and study a lot of film on Landry and yeah. Beckham Jr. Because if he can figure out the type of routes that they run, it will help him with his angles, shall we say, you know, where their tendencies are. Because I think with receivers like Beckham Jr. and, and Landry, I know we're creeping into preview, but they're very, they've got big egos. And the, the only thing with a big ego is that it's actually very easy to dent that ego on the field of play. So if he can get his homework done and disrupt them early, you know, I think um, it can only be good for us without going too far into talking preview.
1: Yeah, we're not going to do a whole lot of preview um, for our next game, only because it's, you know, another week away. So let's see. uh, No preview, no predictions. Deepak, do you have the pick six results for last week?
2: I do have the pick six results. Uh, unfortunately, there were no pick Six Pick sixes this weekend. But um, big props to Daryl Niels Hanman, Steve Pounder Richardson, and Jamar Thomas. They bagged five selections right. So, well done, fellas. I'd like to look into the same crystal ball that you all do because I. Uh, me too. <laughs> Currently, uh, as it stands, Kieran Walton uh, leads the way. Um, Keith Fish, Steve Panda and Alex Gill in joint second. So um, some pretty pretty impressive performances there and it actually goes to show just how difficult it is to pick six correct results. I mean we must get what over a hundred odd entries into that every every game and uh, yeah well, and nobody picked pick the right six you know so it's not as easy as you would think to, to pick games.
1: And I think Kieran is the only one who's had a pick six so far. Yeah.
2: So, again, well done to you guys. Um, I'm going to look for who yeah. you predict and then follow accordingly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, guys. I have two minutes on the clock. Are you ready to play the two-minute drill?
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's go.
1: Okay, let's do it. Uh, Pack with the injury to Witherspoon, who gets the started corner? Reed, Mosley, or Verrett?
2: Ooh. I think we'll see a little bit of all of them, actually, in rotation, but I suspect that DJ will probably get the start.
1: Okay. Kim, with Tevin Coleman and Jalen Hurd due to return after the bye week, will the coach resist the temptation to put them straight back in?
0: Um, I, I, I don't think uh, he'll put them straight back in.
1: Okay. Deepak, do you think the turnovers were just first home game nerves?
2: No, I don't think they were nerves. You can't be nervous about playing at home. Uh, whatever they were, they were. Let's just hope they don't happen again. Please.
1: <laughs> Kim, will check get more targets after catching all three of his against the Steelers, including the beast of a stiff arm put to Fitzpatrick?
0: I don't think he'll get... I think he'll be, be used uh, in the same amount as, as previously. I don't think he necessarily he'll get more.
1: Deepak with the D holding the Steelers to 79 yards on the ground and currently second in the league in total yards allowed per game at 283.3. Just how good is this D?
2: So far, this defense for me is completely lights out. It's been incredible, but it's getting better and evolving. And again, we can't let our expectations go crazy. But so far, so good. This is a very, very good, young, fast, hungry defense that's going
1: (laughs) Kim, in the first three games, we've had 1,263 total offensive yards, 525 of those being rushing, with nine touchdowns, four rush, five pass. Will we score more passing or more rushing touchdowns come the end of the season?
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. And we are out of time. Thank you so much. I always love this game. (laughs) Well, is there anything else we want to talk about before we head out?
2: Before we head out, what were we all going to do for the bye week?
1: What are we going to do for the bye week? Uh, I guess I'll watch some other game.
2: I just. It's horrible. It's like there's a party invited going on and you're not invited. You know, when you're on the bye week. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We'll go to sleep at a normal time and wake up at a normal time on Monday. You know, it's just.
1: So we're going to head out. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils Hanman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NinerEmpireGB and on Facebook, search for the group NinerEmpireGB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of Deepak Gohill and Kim Sorensen, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the bye. <laughs> I,
2: feel I feel was so 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 waiting so for that. You're always gonna get that when I'm on the show. You know this.